Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to another episode of the World Soon on Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? Very good. It is glorious here in Scotland today. It is absolutely blistering with sunshine, which is something I don't often normally say. So uh, welcome to... Well, it's a nice You're having a day. good weekend then. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a great weekend. I've obviously came back from holiday. I, I've got my tan on. Like I look, I, I'm not now exactly... I can keep the tan, at least for another day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to keep this tan when Tim I get to Dallas. Put it that way. All right. I mean, I can take you to get a spray tan if you need it. No, it's no, 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 no. I wouldn't spray tan. No chance. <laughs> That's like something that your um, what's that t- those type of TV shows like Towie, the Only Way, Essex, all those type of things. Your reality <laughs> TV. Yeah, you know what I, I'm talking hey, about. I know what. The, yeah, I watch Love Island. I know what what happens. Yeah, I don't want to be walking about like a bloody Ken doll, put it that way. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I love that you, you're getting some sunshine over there. What else is happening in Scotland this weekend? Um, Sunday is the old form, the first old form of the season. Celtic oh, versus geez. Rangers. Woofed, but I have my... Are you getting doubt. New Jersey? Or I'll be, I will wear my jersey. And what you should do, my dear, is try and find the CSC again, the Lone Star CSC in Dallas, because they'll, they'll, they'll be opening for the game. I'll still be in Denver, oh, so I will so, yeah, unfortunately I, not be able to do that. Damn but, it! Damn it! I but I do, I do know where my local chapter is, so I will uh, definitely have to catch a game with them sometime soon. Ah, uh, definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But but other than that, in terms of that, in terms of Celtic wise, the Champions League draw has been announced, so everyone's going crazy back home in that regards to all the European teams that they're going to be playing. But other than that, nothing much else besides <laughs> nothing. Nothing. That sounds pretty exciting. It's like sports are really back right now. It's in full throttle. You're in. You're you're in like not even second gear you're in fifth gear you're going 100 miles per hour it's like sports 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 in your face college football all weekend good stuff Co- college football is back you name Nebraska it, like- embarrassed the crap out of me um hopefully lsu can pull through for me to be honest i have not actually checked the schedule for this week for the college football so i will need to check it so um but yeah uh still- tomorrow so after the rangers game or not the rangers game the celtic game when the Rangers lose, then you can watch LSU. Fingers crossed that may be the case, but I do have my doubts for tomorrow's game, but hey-ho. Regardless, make sure you check in on all the Celtic coverage from Paul tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be I'll be kicking and screaming <laughs> or kicking and screaming with joy. That's, That's the... exciting. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, nothing much. What about yourself? I'm over here in the land of the Broncos. 
Um, so Ooh. that's exciting. Ali, well, Alicia, you know, Alicia, 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 not far from uh, our good old friend Ben Denichi. Yes, unfortunately, I was supposed to hang out with his girlfriend this weekend. Unfortunately, she's uh, couldn't make it up. So, we'll ah, but he made it to the practice squad, so everything is good. Good stuff. I'm I'm just glad that like Chris, he's such a cool dude. I I, yeah. I like like so stand up. Like because obviously with last year, uh, was it last year? It was last year. Like uh, back at Christie Sports Bar for the mm-hmm. US for the World Cup game, and and I noticed it, and then you're like, yeah, just go up and say hi to him. To yeah, you were you were like, is will he think it's weird? Will he like not? Talk yeah, to I, I, I'm just not I, care. I, I, in fact, yeah, he'll be excited. Because <laughs> uh, over and like, here in the UK, trying to approach a player and stuff like that, you can feel a bit intimidated. That you feel a bit embarrassed and asking because you don't want to kind of pester players and stuff like that. Right. So, but but he was great. Like he was really like like it's like it's like and he was like you came all the way just for a football game. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I've been doing this for years now. And he's like, ah. and he just couldn't fathom that. At, like in his mind, it's like, and it's like, listen, it's not just me. There is other p- people for, who support different teams. A lot of people go to Boston every year. A lot of people go to New York. Some people go to California. It's the if NFL. You're poison. Yeah. <laughs> The NFL is the global sport. It really it is. is. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of these sports are growing, which is super fun to watch. Um, and we love to see football get bigger. Um, also, we had we had a volleyball game over here at Nebraska that had 92,003 people there. Yeah, I heard that. I, I heard that it popped off on Twitter or something. Like that people well, was first like- of all, their volleyball team has always been very good. Um, so they deserve all their flowers. Um, but yeah, they played it in the uh, Memorial Stadium where the football team plays. Wow, that's insane. Wow, kudos to those. Yeah, so <clears throat> a bunch of people, like my family, family, friends, like all that stuff, they were up there and got to see it in person. Everyone was just going crazy. So more stuff like that, please. That's fun. All Again, the sports, all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It just comes to show that sports is finally back. We're now we're we're not going to be bored out of our skin. We're going to have a different sport every different day, so we can't complain. Yeah, like no offense to baseball, but um, <laughs> yeah, but it's all yeah. back now, all of it together. And also, fall baseball is better than summer baseball. I will argue for myself. I wouldn't know the personal difference, to be perfectly honest with you. I think I'll always have like a little bit of a um preference, just because we had an outdoor stadium for so long. Um, so I could never go to games in the summer unless I wanted to sweat my booty off, um, which I don't enjoy. <laughs> so <laughs> that might be where that stems from, but also the stakes are higher when it gets later in the season, regardless. Hmm. Interesting. But either way, mm-hmm. um, let's turn our attention towards the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the we are work- here. Do. Uh, the America's team, the world's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Here we go. Yes, um, we have <clears throat> a little bit of sad news just to start off. Um, obviously, the passing of Gil Brandt occurred this week. Jerry had some kind words about him to say, um, obviously, he's a big part of getting our beloved organization where it is today. So um, just, you know, wishing for peace for his family and um he'll, he'll always go down as a legend um in the cowboys ring of honor so 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was the it was a lot. It was it was the Dallas Cowboys executive from nineteen sixty to nineteen eighty eight, and he's been part of like he's just been so heavily involved with the Cowboys since then. Like, and he's now in the Ring of Honor, and yeah, he's just a legend within the Dallas Cowboys. Also, he's actually won two Super Bowls as part of being part of the organization. Um, Super Bowl six and Super Bowl twelve, I believe it is. Uh, yes. So yeah, he's well beloved within the Dallas Cowboys community, and it's just an absolute shame that he's passed away. So rest in peace, Gil Brandt. Yeah, I always appreciated how he you was always at Cowboys events. Like he was always ever present around. Like always hanging out with Jerry. So like, um, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know who Gil Brandt is. So yeah. Yeah, rest in peace, Gil. Um, and then let's see. I oh yeah, gosh. Mark Demarcus <laughs> Ware is sorry, I didn't have your message pulled up, so I was like, where are we at? Um, Demarcus Ware is in the ring of honor. Um, which is super exciting. We did talk a little bit about this on Girls Talking Boys. And mm-hmm. so I have to share our conspiracy theory with you about why Jimmy Johnson is not. Yeah, I've got my own thoughts on it, to be honest. But uh, but, but feel free to <laughs> tell me what your thoughts are on it. I love a good conspiracy theory, Meg. I, I want you to know that I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This is just in it's with uh, jest that I say this. But, <clears throat> you know, Jerry Jones is a... Uh, superstitious person and so when he uh kicked out jimmy not kicked out but like removed jimmy from the building or whatever they uh, haven't you know had any success since and so that's like i feel like he's holding it against him (laughs) that they uh the reason that they and i was like just bring him home and then you'll win again that's my bid for him to like put him in yeah, it's not far off to what I was kind of thinking, to be perfectly honest. Like, but you can't deny Jimmy Johnson from being that because he was the guy, like, he was the guy that really set up that the nineteen nineties for the Dallas Cowboys. It really did. He set the foundation. He helped build the Great Wall of Dallas offensive line with people that no one really heard of. Like, now you know who they are. Like your Nate Newton, your yeah. Stepnoskis, and all that. Etc. Etc. And he helped like Troy Aitman, Michael Irvin, Emma, etc. And he's so well beloved within Dallas, well beloved. And I just still can't get. I don't know. Jerry is just he's really bitter about that fact that people. I I really don't know. I I don't know what their relationship is now. Like obviously they're like completely in separate, but. Anytime people have asked Jerry, it's like, wait, when's Jimmy going on? It's like, yeah, we don't have to think about it. I was like, why is there any thinking about it? Like, like don't get me wrong, like Demarcus Ware, yeah, I, I like amazing news for Demarcus Ware to go on the Ring of Honor, but it was like a pure instant thing. Like, it's like, yeah, we're gonna just put you in the Ring of Honor, just like that. Um, and everyone's like, wait, hold up now. What about Jimmy? What well, about Jimmy? Yeah, and like. Obviously, Jerry was, I think he was really flattered to be, like, included in the fanfare for his, like, Hall of Fame bid and stuff like that. And so I think that's, like, why they got, they kind of, like, looked like they were back on track and why he was saying stuff like, oh, yeah, 
well, he's definitely going to be in the Cowboys ring of honor eventually. Like, you know, he's he'll definitely be there. And then <clears throat> years later, it's like no one this year, no one this year. Oh, you know what? One person this year, DeMarcus Ware only. Um, and I think it's because Jimmy's just like not kissing the ring all the time anymore. It's so it feels bitter. It feels it feels like bitterness from both ends in a little bit. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, I don't know, but it just they're feels... like grumpy old men. Let's be honest with ourselves. <sighs> yeah. And they both have a lot of pride, and both of their pride is wounded in some way by the other. So, if anything, if if Jerry would just actually put him in the ring of honor, people would actually be more accepting to Jerry. It's like finally, Jerry, you did the you did the right thing, and people will be more back on board on your side with us now. But for him to year in and year out not to put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor is just an absolute scandal. It's unfair for him, and it's kind of unfair for the fans as well because they want to see that. And if you, oh yeah, it's it's definitely just their petty drama that's keeping it from happening. Like the fans want it. Mm-hmm. Kids love Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Jerry, on the other hand, <laughs> uh, but we will He's never like, know. Why do people like him more than me? I don't know, Jer. <laughs> Pretty easy answer. Yeah. But- but don't get me wrong, I will give Jerry Jones his always credit for what he's done with the facilities, what the, em- the empire that he's built. He's made the Dallas Cowboys one of the richest sports franchises, if not. Is it nine billion now? I believe I, I think it's I think it's more than that actually. Like, but, right. but it, it is far more superior to the second team, which I think is uh, Real Madrid in Spain. Um, but they are still number one. Uh, the, the nine. They're nine billion. They increased their value by thirteen percent over the past year. That's, That's crazy. That's pretty big over the past year. It's because you bring in guys that are like so, like Micah Parsons and stuff like that. You build a team around like big names like that. Then you're gonna jump up more. The fanfare is bigger. Like the honestly, you can tell the crowd is different when you go in AT and T Stadium when you have guys like that on your team. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Like from. The years, the, the times where I went when Jason Garrett was actually the, still the head coach to like last year at the games, there was a different vibe. Like different people were more invested in the team last year compared to 2017 and 2018. Like people kind of feel like it was like they're kind of going in with an ongoing frustration. It's like, are we going to do this today? Like it was like, but whereas every, every day, like every game I went to last year, it was like we have every good opportunity to beat any team in front of us. Like even the Kansas City game, even though we did lose, but there was a good chance we could have beat them, yeah. et etc. Et so there's a lot more excitement within the fans now than there was four, four or five years ago. We're all still bruised, <laughs> but it's like, are we, are we ready to do this again? Every and you like during the off season, you're like, I don't know if I can handle this. Of course, we are. Super, yeah, Super Bowl, so the hype, right? The hype builds up, and now we're like, it's super. By the time you get to the beginning of the season, all the fans are back. We're like, all right, we're done, we're ready. <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl or nothing. That's it. I mean, that's what all the guys on the team say, too. So when you have that mentality, that helps a lot. Especially what Micah said. He says, I'm sick of actually waiting. Like he did that. I can't remember what broadcast that was for, but he did the whole interview and saying, I've been in the league for two years now. I'm sick of 
waiting or, or sick of spectating now. I just want to win and w- win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I and and he's he's and you can see that getting tra- translated onto the practice field during training camp, how determined he is to make an impression. So that's and we'll cover this next week for the pregame show, but by God, Micah Parsons is raring to go. That's all <laughs> I will say on that one. Yes, he is absolutely ready. Um, and that brings us to the 53-man roster, the guys that are going to be on the field. What are your thoughts? Quite interesting. Um, obviously, I think the, the biggest surprise for me was a – oh, God, where is he? Was like the whole offensive line, like TJ Bass was actually brought in because I thought he was going to be like practice squad, but he really showed in that last game how well is, and it looks as though he's going to be a good utility guy to he can fit into the guard position in case something happens, and that may push like uh, Tyler Smith out to right tackle or something if Terrence Steele goes down. So they've got moving parts. So they wrote their first five offensive linemen, which is Tyron, Tyler, um, Badish, uh, Zach, Martin, and Terrence, right? But if any one of those guys down, obviously with the exception of Terrence, uh, sorry, the exception of Zach Martin and, and Badish, th- those three other guys can move over those other places and you can bring TJ Bass in. So I think that's quite a quite a good acquisition. But the biggest surprise I thought was the fact that Never Gallimore was kept. And I'm a big Never Gallimore fan. I yeah. I love I, I love Never Gallimore, but for me, I didn't see enough of him in training camp, if I'm being perfectly honest. So I'm just wondering if it's more to do with the numbers game in terms of we've already got two one techs and Hankins and Mazzy Smith. But in terms of the three techs, all we had was Osa Adigizua and the other guys were pretty much more hybrids, like your Chancey Goldstons who can play the five tech into the three tech. Those are more your flex positions, like your Tyron Crawfords type of thing. So I think it was more because of that, because Bohana is definitely a one tech. So I think that's why he was given the cut instead of Never Gallimore. So, but I hope he proves me wrong because uh, like I said, I am a big Never Gallimore fan. Loved him at college. I was jumping for joy when we drafted him, but we just haven't seen that version of Gallimore from college transpire into the pros. So if he can come out and do what he, he's been doing back at college this year and ball out, oh, we've got a steady front. Yeah. No, I mean, I I thought it was strange too. Like I wasn't, ex- I think that was one that, not a lot of us were expecting um, it necessarily, but, you know, obviously we like him personally. So um, that works for me, I guess. But I think we, you and I had been talking about the linebacker position. Um, I was just about to mention, I was just about to ask you that same question. Yes, I know. I've gotten a lot of mentions about this this week. <laughs> um, Jabril, I miss you. I wish it could have worked out. Um, <laughs> I'm sad, but yeah. I wish him all the best. Because he actually, because again, he was an that player actually looked not too bad during the preseason yeah. games. I was just he like, just never made the next step with 
this defense. Yeah. You know, I still don't have a clear view on whether it was the scheme that was the problem or he just like wasn't up to snuff with the rest of the guys. But um I think it is definitely more to do towards the scheme in terms of the numbers, because we're basically playing a two linebacker set with the safety coming down to be that flex in a way to be that dead, well, supposedly third linebacker to really keep the coverage get like the coverage really randomizing the way for the offense to really keep on guessing what it is. Because you don't know, is that safety going to be deep? Is he going to be among the linebackers? So that's why we've actually overstacked our safety positions this year and not so much in the linebackers. Mm -hmm. So, because all we've got in terms of linebackers is uh, obviously, well, you could, could consider Michael Parsons still as a linebacker. So that we'll put Parsons in there just as backup. Because there will be times where he probably will have to play linebacker at some point this year but you've also got Leighton, Van Der Esch, Damon Clark, Devin Harper and a, who was the other guys? When you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Marquis Bell. Marquis Bell. Well, he's he's technically a, a safety, essentially, but... Right. He was someone that, that we talked about, though, last week, going into that last game, um, where he had that opportunity to really put himself on the 53-man roster, you know, with the absence of Overshone and stuff like that. So, um, obviously, they have, like, I think we talked about this a while ago. Like, honestly, Dan Quinn kind of has everybody doing a little bit of a flex. So, you know, he's slated as a linebacker if he's doing more safety stuff too, like more power to him. We love that. Yeah. And if there's one thing we've noticed with Dan Quinn's defense from year one to year, from from, from the, his first season to last year, how much it's evolved. Mm-hmm. We're, seeing, we're seeing players that are actually being more over the place and still making a massive impact. So, because... I was never a big fan of moving players out of position and stuff like that, but for some reason, Dan Quinn's managed to make that work. Like, we've made Micah Parsons from a linebacker to a pure defensive end, etc. And he can actually drop back in coverage as well. We saw all those attributes. We saw the flexibility with Leighton Van Der Esch as well, playing him in the middle of the linebacker to the outside as well. We're seeing a lot more from... Um, like like a, a Trevon Diggs from his first season being a shutdown corner with the interception machine, now to basically, well sorry, let me flip that. He was the <laughs> interception machine in year one, now the shutdown machine in year two. So it just shows you there's a different a uh, uh, levels to the game. It's increasing every year because if that's one one people just keep forgetting. It's like, well yeah, Michael Park, uh, sorry Trevon Diggs, yeah. He was shutting people down, but people were complaining. It's like, where's the interception? Something like are, are you kidding me? Like, the fact is that we're still getting possession of the ball. They've not scored. Is that not the more most important thing? Like, yeah. Just, like, don't get me wrong. Like, having nice stats is cool and all that, but 
end of the day, you want to win the football game. You want to get possession of the ball back quicker than, rather than later. You don't want to be making all these big, massive plays. As long as it disrupts their offense, I do not care. Yeah, I mean, that's what the whole point of the defense is. So let's focus on that stuff. Um, also, another one that was interesting, I think we kind of thought cornerback was, you know, shored up a little bit. Um, mm. And I don't think anyone was like super jazzed to have Kelvin back necessarily. Not that anyone, I don't think anyone hates him so much. Is like, there's just too much going on with him. Um, yeah, Kelvin Joseph, you're talking? Yes. So Yes, yes. So, um, but anyways, he was traded. Yes. So we got back an exchange for Kelvin Joseph as cornerback Noor Igbononigi. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, he was a former first round draft pick, uh, drafted by the Miami Dolphins back in 2020. He was the 30th pick overall. Um, in terms of his pre-draft measurements um, and stats, he ran a 4-4-8 in this 40-yard dash. He ran a 4-1-9, his 20-yard shuffle, his free cone drill was 7.10, his bench press was 15 reps, reps, and his broad jump was 10 foot 8 inches, and his vertical jump was 1 meter and 2 centimeters. So he's got some good accolades on, and he was one of the guys that Dallas were interested in that draft in 2020. If, yeah. Like, if cornerback was one of those positions we were going to target, but obviously with the star of the gem that CD Lamb fell to our laps, we couldn't say no to that. So, but in terms of the actual trade though, I think it's actually better for us because I'm looking at uh, Noah's um, like playing time. He's played more games than Kelvin Joseph has already. So that's a plus. Yeah. Like, so, um, so in the 2021 season, he appeared for seven games and started one. He secured the game ceiling interception one uh, with Warren seconds in the 16-10 victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he played nine games and recorded 10 tackles, one interception, and three passes defended last year. So, and with Kelvin Joseph, he's only been really utilised on special teams, pretty much. So for me... In that perspective, I think we got a, a really good trade out of this. We're actually getting a guy who's actually play the position more. Like, he was more higher regarded than Kelvin Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only guess why Miami wanted to really like trade him away is because he was a first-round draft pick. He might have been wanting that more higher contract. Like, yeah. but, don't, but, but don't get me wrong, he's not played as much games that you would expect from a first-round draft pick. But... um. I think it's a personally, I just think it's a much better trade. Like, I wish Kelvin Joseph all the best of luck let, uh, for his NFL career and pros and his potential rap career, whatever it was a boss man <laughs> fat. So, um, so wish you all the best, Kelvin, but um, wish it wish things could have worked out better. But I still think we're in a much more better place now that we've got Noah in place now, and he's going to be learning from Diggs. Stephen Gilmore. So we're getting this guy that's freakishly athletic to come on board and learn from like say your Gilmore and your digs. So I think it's going to be a really good mold for him to be part of this organization. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be great. I, I like that. And I think, you know, all the best to Kelvin. I think a 
start like a restart for him might be the best. Um, Just, you know, he's obviously he had some problems. He, I think he was a little too close to home, too close to um, maybe some of the people he wanted to needed a little more space from. So hopefully Miami gives him that and that he does well. I think the note, I think Noah's going to be great. Um, He seems like a really good locker room guy. Um, And like, as they've said, that a million times that's something that they really look for so i think it's a it worked out great for us that i didn't even see that coming i don't think any of us did so yeah because i remember getting the notification cowboys have traded away kelvin joseph i was like what i was i I, I thought he would have been cut to be honest but i was i did not expect the trade so for us to kind of get something out of that i'm very happy we got a former first rounder for to to our second rounder like just from that cap, like draft capital perspective, it, it, I've, you put that in perspective, seems a bit of a steal. But in terms of a player, we're getting a more experienced player coming in who's had more game time in the professionals and, and against teams like so Buffalo, New England, and uh, the Jets on a regular basis for two years straight. And he's played the Steelers. And he, like I said, he, he made the winning play against that game. Uh, back in 2021 so he's made more he's made an impact on the field to a certain degree but it's just not it's not being able to kind of keep it consistent so whoever when he comes in here he will get that consistently going forward with a fresh start under Dan Quinn under our other coaches as well so hopefully it will be another smart trade from the back of the front office so here's what I really want to talk about mm, I wonder <laughs> Can you? I'll give you a guess. Does it start? It's a position group. Does the this position group throw the ball by any chance? They sure don't. They sure don't. Mm -mm. They run it. They're running backs. Ah, okay, okay. I I thought you were going. uh, I thought you were going. Was anyone else super like surprised that they kept Lepke instead of uh, Malik Davis? Because I was. I'm not. Are you really? I'm I've not. been watching him, but I just like he just felt like he came from nowhere. Like I watched Hunter Lipke's uh, college stuff at North Dakota State. I thought he mm-hmm. was uh like he's such a flexible player, like where you can play him. Like whoever you redeem like, regard him as a proper fullback, that still kind of remains to be seen. He can be a wee bit still be pushed over from a good strong defensive end, depending who's blocking against. But um, but yeah, he, he, I think he, we saw that in that game just last week there, how much what he can contribute to the team. And I think with like some Malik Davis, he's still worth keeping around. Malik Davis is back in the practice squad, I believe. Um, he is, yeah. So we still have him. He's still there. So, um, but I think we look at it's just trying to keep offenses guessing. And don't forget as well during the the rookie. Um, sessions right after the draft, he was worked extensively by the coaches. Lipke, like mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy was putting him to work from the get go, and this is quite uncommon for an undrafted player to get all that all these reps at a rookie tr- tr- OTAs and stuff like that. It was yeah, because I, I can. If, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying it's, it's, it's like it was quite. Quite, quite curious, it's like, why is this undrafted guy getting so much 
attention <clears throat> and like different like positioned out as more of a like slot receiver played and as a fullback play as like a fullback running back etc so I was just like they are definitely got plans for him so I'm this is why I'm not surprised I mean I just it I when you say it like that like the draft boys are not like super surprised I guess but um mm. you know I I don't watch too much tape unless it's like this is eminently going to be someone that the Cowboys put on their team. So as someone who's watched him, do you do you see the like fullback flex that he has? Like it, what's what's the big cuz that that keep that keep is continually mentioned when he's brought up. He's going to be your bulldozer for the short yard gainage for sure. Like even if you hand the ball or use him as the battering ram, he's gonna move bodies two or three yards to clear the way. Like if it's for himself or it's gonna be for Pollard or Dowd uh, or Deuce Vaughn right behind him. That if we're going for the full back run uh, half back set, so it really depends. But I, I, the surprise factor we look at is he's got speed on him as well, and. His ball security, I think, is actually really up there. And that, that's one thing you want from your running backs and fullbacks is ball security. So, and we saw that in that preseason game there, and he looked great. So, he's fully well deserved of giving that opportunity to be part of this team. Yeah, I just think, you know, Malik Davis is someone that, not that he was like some big splash in the pan for us, but. He's someone that was around the right. He was around the team. He was on the active roster before. Like it was just kind of like, oh well, in your brain, you're like, oh well, if we're talking about if they carry four, then like Malik Davis, duh. But you know, this one was kind of out of left field for the people that don't watch all the the draft stuff, the draft bros. Yeah, because um, the biggest surprise for me, and it wasn't until Brian Broadus brought it up. Mm-hmm. I was I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago, along with him, Asaya Standback. And they were talking about um, Rico Dowdo. I was like, ah, they've got Rico Dowdo as number two. I would have thought it would have been Malik Davis. But no, they've got it the other way about. They had it mm-hmm. as Pollard, Dowdo, Vaughn, then Davis. I was like, really? Dowdo so looked great, I will say. Yeah, I, I, and I have to admit that, like, and the problem, and, and this is the thing that Broder said, is like, if Dowdo can stay healthy, then great. That that's the only problem. That's his only setback. We're staying healthy. Yeah, and obviously we're all glad to see Deuce um on the yes. three. We love to see it. Yeah, I think he's going to be a star in the NFL. Like I really do. Like because they we brought the, the the Cowboys. We brought the footage of the draft footage. Uh, like when his dad phoned him up during the mm-hmm. call and stuff like that. And I just think with. People have doubted this one because, like, in the draft process, because of his height. See if he was the same size and stature of, I don't know, like your Sequans or your Ezekiel Elliott's, he probably would have been right in the like high second rounds type of thing. Like, who knows? We, we will not, we will never know. But I think because of his height, People de- marked them down. It's like, yeah, uh, which is I think is silly to be honest because the, the guy can play. So, yeah, I just, I, every, I, I'm, I'm, now that they've seen him in a training camp, everyone's a little jelly. I think. Um, so <laughs> we love yeah. to see that. 
Chris, if, if, if anyone, like, did anyone not watch the Kansas City uh, State game? Like, like, like the, I mean, the, the it was the in Dallas. Yeah, so. like, did, did, did no one watch that and how well he played in that game? I'm you sorry. You know, our but, scouts had a front row view for that. So, yeah, and, and how he fell down so low, and I, it still blows my mind. Yeah, he he's incredible. So, for us to get him, I, that part that ended the draft is great, and the fact that is, I mean, it's it's a it's a magical story when you. It's, it's probably one way to describe it. It's magical when it's your dad. It's funny. Says, yeah, you're getting drafted by me, pretty much. Like, yeah, like it's it's a fairy tale. So, but but now the work is done. He's we're, he's getting ready for the, his first professional game, like mm-hmm. actual actual professional game next week. So I'm really excited for. This phone, I really am, and I am and, hoping and, he makes a big splash. I know your friend will be as well because oh she, yeah, it's just because uh, she was actually going to be a Cal. She know what a uh, Kansas uh, Chiefs fan she, she is, was, yeah. I but she'll be a Cowboys fan only because of this phone. I mean, she never hated the Cowboys. To be fair, uh, fair, uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they employed her for a little bit, so she like likes the organization. She like cheers for Dak, that kind of stuff. But then she was like, "Well, now I'm invested." <laughs> ah, I get you. Right, right. Yeah. okay, right. Just for yeah. clarifying, and he's Deuce is still the background on her phone. So there you go. Well, there um, you go. Exactly. Well, okay. There's one last thing I need to get your take on real quick, and uh, and it's what you thought I was talking about earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is what you were going to talk about. Trey Lance comes to Dallas. I have no, I have no problem with it. Some people think, or like, I don't know why people would have a problem with it. Like, I think people have a problem the fact that it's now a conspiracy theory saying, yeah, Dax out the door. No, he is not. He's guaranteed. So I don't think he's 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 guaranteed. (laughs) Even if we got Dak, got rid of Dak next year, we would be penalized substantially with the cap hit. So there's no way. Dak Prescott is going, ladies and gentlemen. He is our quarterback. He is our number one quarterback. Trey Lance is a prototype version. If this is my my own assessment of Trey Lance, he's like a prototype of Dak Prescott. He's big. He's got a good arm. He can run his legs. He just needs to build up those other attributes. So, and I like the idea we've got someone that can mimic. Dak a lot more compared to Will Greer and Cooper Rush because that means right. you cannot because and here's the thing if you use Trey Lance like if God forbid if that goes down if Trey Lance comes in you can st- still stick to that game plan of how you play yeah. normal play with Dak if you're playing it with Cooper Rush you need to make it a slight adjustments for to accomplish it to make it more easier for Cooper Rush. And which we did that, we did that pretty well last year. Cooper Rush did make his five and one under his mm-hmm. tenure, yeah. and and did an excellent job. But you could tell there was a difference in the style of offense that we were playing. Exactly. So, yeah, we pulled back in certain ways, and we like emphasized, you know, yeah. different players. Whereas, yeah, you're completely right. Trey is um, a little is more of a mini deck. Yeah, I wouldn't say mini deck because I think he's like an I think he's more like an inch taller than that actually. <laughs> you're. You're being literal. I know, I'm but I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Nothing to do with his height. But, you know what you're talking about, Deuce. But <laughs> yeah, my not talking about his height. Just the younger version. 
<laughs> my pose is just spat it out there. But yeah, oh, but, yeah. I th- but I think overall, for what we traded for as a fourth rounder, I have no yeah, problem with great. that. Because we didn't have any fifth rounds to trade for. like, And there were other teams that were offering, excuse me, of course, offering their fifth rounders, but if we were to offer our fifth, it would be in the low end, depending on how we finish up the season. That's where it's like Jerry has decided, right, okay, we'll just offer a fourth because that will kind of still put us at like the top tier of the fifth, but low end of the fourth. So, and San Francisco took it and we ended up getting um, Trey Lance. So, welcome to Dallas, Trey. Yeah. And Dak is the a consummate professional. Like, what? there's no better. There's there. I can't think of a better person to train under, like, than yeah. Dak Prescott. He is when it comes to you know making everyone on his team better. His ego takes a back seat for that. Um, obviously, I he will was say, playing yeah. for his job. Like, I let's w- be honest with ourselves. But this, these two words will define Dak in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Team leader. Yes, Dak, Dak is the leader of our team. Like, and he's shown that by example. He's not being bitter. He's no. He's not doing an Aaron Rodgers what when it came to Jordan Love at the time. He's no. It's no. There's no drama. He's like embracing them and he's like, we're, let's get to work. We're here as a team. We're going to build. We're going to win that Super Bowl. That is what you want from your quarterback. Like, right. if, any, if anyone, and I mean anyone, that's a Cowboys and has a problem with that. I'm sorry, but. Please evaluate your thought process in that. You're a Looney Tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a Daffy Duck. You're a Daffy Duck. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously, he mentioned how Zach welcomed in, him in, and I was like, I would expect nothing less. And I feel like they're, honestly, that whole quarterback room, no matter who's been in it, they've all been, like, guys that will hang out. Like, they make an effort to hang out outside of the locker room. Um, He puts a lot of effort into his relationships in on this team. So it's not going to be like a Dak hates Trey thing. And if, if you want to spin that web, like go for it, but you're not going to have a lot of thread. Here's a question for you. If you've noticed every type of acquisition that we've made this year, what has been the whole overall message with us? With Brandon Locker Kirk? room guys. Exactly. Like these guys, there's no bravado. There's no self-entitlement uh, guys are narcissistic or anything like that. There's the guys that are there to be part of the team and embrace the culture and work together. And that is what is going to move this this football team going forward. So yeah. all in that being said, this is why I'm really excited to see how this Texas Coast offense is going to work under Mike McCarthy, who's now calling all the shots, which I think is going to be an eye-opener to say that we move, was this the right choice of moving away from Keller? I, already I'm kind of thinking, yeah, already from what I've seen from the preseason, seeing these little snippets so far, but that might come back to bite me in the butt, who knows? Um, Dak the play caller? <laughs> yeah, there you go, Dak the play caller. Like, because you saw that when when it was Tony Romo was play calling, feeding into Dak Prescott, and you saw that dynamic how that was working. Because yeah. quarterbacks can see more from the sideline than your normal coach would do. So he'll be saying, "Oh, watch number whatever that, or the safety's dropping down." The quarterback might like 
there's so and, and I'm talking like 100 miles per hour here because I can't get my whistle because I'm that excited because football <laughs> is almost back. It is uh. almost back. Um, next weekend we will be chatting. Hopefully we will have uh, Mike Poland on so we can uh, get some. Yes. Unfortunately, we British infusion. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately for you folk, we won't be able to provide you subtitles. That's the only problem. <laughs> you always say that. He's been on here enough. They I know, he's... but still, I still feel as though people just need a little bit of translation for us at some from time to time. Because we, especially me, because you're used to it now, but I do tend to talk very, very quickly. The and more it sounds... people hang around, the more they're going to pick up on it. Yeah, some they're just like, who is this random Scottish person just talking football and just it sounds like an absolute machine gun when he gets all excited. So, <laughs> well, ex- hopefully we'll get more of that this year because we want to have an exciting year. Hell yeah, hell yes, let's go! <laughs> Alrighty, well we have what eight days? Eight days officially. Yes, Aikman days until. We, uh, Sorry, eight men days till that we beat those <laughs> pesty giants. Yes, and we're all excited. Um, let's see, where can everyone follow you? You know, to get all their Celtic and um, Cowboys hype content. Yes, you can follow me at I am P Stew on Twitter and Instagram. And yourself, Meg? I'm at Meg Murray with four four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and. Make sure that you check out bloggingboys.com. We have stuff for you every single day. Um, Anything that happens, there will be an article on it. So be sure to check that out. Um, There is also a podcast for you every day. So be sure you rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure that you tell Paul that you love his machine gun boys. And you can't wait to hear him get hyped up all season long. Um, Until then, (laughs) go Cowboys. Dallas forever, belly for never, folks. (laughs) That's right.